Blog Talk Radio. face, young men in their face, 
and continue to tell them to strive for excellence because I don't like to sell dreams if I can't sell the plan that goes along with it and I don't sell hopelessness. So this was a wake-up call, you know, and I'm not saying that I lived in a false reality, but I got to know how to look those boys in their faces and still be earnest and mean what I say when I tell them that the world is theirs to conquer, you know. So there's a lot of things that I, I want to discuss and hear from our listeners because the only way to to get honest dialogue uh, started and to see from different perspectives is to have that conversation. So, Shakira, I know. You were a little bit heated already um, today, even prior to, yeah, us talking. Um, Tell me your initial reaction when you heard the verdict. (laughs) Yeah, um, initial reaction was initially shocked. I, I originally thought that the mass lottery, mass lottery charge should have been the proper charge that they took to the, to the grand jury. Um, once they took murder off the table, I thought that they were going to seriously consider mass slaughter uh, a little bit more seriously um, in that regard. So, um so what I ended up dealing with was pretty much looking up the case laws um, like I normally do when it comes to different cases of that nature. And I had to make, I had to do more educating that entire night, uh, both at the party that we were at that night, the, the night that, it, that, that the verdict went down. Uh, my Facebook and Twitter feeds went ballistic. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I spent, I spent the majority of the night trying to make sure people took the emotion out of the actual verdict. Um, and that it, was it, the hard part. That's still hard. Yeah, Several days later, going, that's still hard. It's going to be hard. I realize that. I've never disputed that it was not going to be difficult to deal with. Um, being a part of a law enforcement family, I have a little bit more of a, uh, of a keener eye. Um, both of my parents studied criminal justice when they were in college. Um, my grandfathers uh, were also uh, very astute. Uh, matter of fact, my grandfather was uh, uh, for a good bit of 15 years was part of the part of grand juries himself. Uh, mm-hmm. So he he had a keener eye on things uh, as well. So it, it's it, so I have a different eye on the whole situation. Um, it, it's still from from a topical perspective. It's still an unfair verdict. Um, especially with everything that's coming out regarding the actual jurors that were involved. Um, I think the latest that we just heard was that the uh, the, the the person that the, the, the one juror that was uh, of Hispanic descent, as I understand, um, basically called the one that was trying to do the book deal a bully. Wow. And that she bullied her way into that verdict. Wow. So that alone already makes the makes the verdict just that much more egregious at this point in time. 
because well, we looked yeah. at it from we looked at it from a lot of perspectives. I mean, you go from a split decision, three. I mean, three split up, three on split on everything. That that's what's yeah, killing me. The, they were split yeah. on everything, not just murder yeah. one. They were split on everything. And, so and there was doubt to, in there. And, yeah, and to and to to go from a reasonable doubt to a unanimous decision in the course of maybe four or five hours' time, perhaps, is probably what makes it so much more uh, so much more harder, so much harder to swallow. Um, I, right. I, I pretty much told I pretty much told anybody that would listen that the murder verdict that the murder charge should have been taken off the table a long time ago. It should never have even been brought to the grand jury. I made it clear that because of the, I made it clear because of the actual circumstances of the case that manslaughter was the, was the proper charge still is the proper charge. Um, The only problem is that the state of Florida can't bring it to them. So we'll just have to see whether or not the, the DOJ may think about going into a civil a violation of civil rights. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not. I'm still on the fence with that. Uh, but when you get to a point where it just really felt, and I'm I'm still feeling like everybody everybody on that jury is still trying to trying to throw everybody else under the bus because no one wants to take responsibility for the fact that they gave up on the, mm-hmm. on the on the whole process. They they gave up on the whole process. They they. But I'm they, now. And I'm going to I'm going I'm to agree with you, but I also have an issue with the strength of the prosecution. Well, there's nothing. I mean, you you have to you 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 have to lay the blame at the feet of the prosecution, probably from from last summer up until this point. Um, I, I I've I've been very clear. I've been very vocal. Um, they really went in the wrong direction with the with the original charge. Um, anyone that has any type of criminal justice background, anyone that has any criminal law type of background knows that that, is, that was the proper application. The only problem with manslaughter as well is is the the the, the legal definition of self-defense. And with the legal mm-hmm. definition of self-defense, self-defense covers everything unfortunately that's the one thing that still has to be changed when it comes to the penal code when it comes to the criminal law codes in this country self-defense cannot cover everything whether it's murder whether it's manslaughter whether it's whether it's assault self-defense cannot cover it all you got to be able to pick your battles when it comes to that but and then, and then you say that, but Javon didn't get to pick his battle. It was chosen for him. He didn't. Oh, trust me. It wasn't a. I, I don't. You know, I and, don't. and I'm saying that because again, like I, like I told you earlier today, I am in an emotional state. I've been on a roller coaster this week of just dealing with all of this, you know, and it's made me, honestly, it's made me very racially sensitive. And then if that wasn't enough, God said, you know what, and then I'm going to put you in this space and with with these people that are going to test that. And so I have been 
I'm very emotionally sensitive right now. <laughs> um, and, and I can understand uh, that. And it's been hard to swallow that pill and then go sit in this academic environment with people that make judgment calls based on what they see, because I hadn't said a word yet. And But because I'm the minority in this environment, you already assume that I'm unintelligent. And why would you do that? We're all sitting here with the same certification, which means I've already done a walk you've done. But, you know, but I'm so racially sensitive right now that I try not to act on it and be in that emotion. But it was hard. It was hard. Um, we have a couple of calls. I want to go ahead and put one of them on the line. Um, Ron, are you there? Yes, ma'am. How are you? I'm very well. And yourself? I've had better days, but this isn't the worst, so I guess I'll survive it. What's going on, Ron? Yes, sir. I'm, yes, sir. I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm good, man. I'm hoping you got my email back uh, before showtime because that that's definitely something that needs to be brought to light. Yes, yes, I definitely got that email, um, and I, I'm sitting around listening, and I don't know whether it's the fact that I was born in Brooklyn or just the New York thing, but I'm 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 more skeptical and more of a cynic. So when the announcement came. On a Saturday night, that seems a little strange to me. And I'm saying to myself, I don't know about Florida law, so I can't cast any, you know, aspersions. But do they usually do this on a Saturday? I I, I don't know. It just seems a little strange. But I actually would have been surprised if he was found guilty. But that's just me. Like you I, 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 say that again. Say it again. I would have been surprised. Do I think he's guilty? Yes. Do I know he's guilty? Yes. But I would have been surprised if they found him guilty. Just mm-hmm. based on following the, the the trial and knowing the demographic of the state and the jury pool that they're working with. So I mean, I didn't I, I didn't see a conviction coming. That's just me though. Yeah. But when you I look mean, at it, I, 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 I mean, it's bigger than this case right here. This case has basically crystallized an issue that people need to 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 discuss, to to, to, to strategize about, and to have action about. But what right. we don't need to do is to to dwell in this emotion because this emotion should be the springboard to something as opposed to exactly. the end all be all. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's my point for this show, um, because I, I was met with various views on, on this. As you know, I kind of say what I want to say on my Facebook, but I try to be respectful of other people's feelings in what I say it, unless I'm so passionate that I don't care. And I think that sometimes that's where you miss seeing someone else's perspective. So this weekend, you know, after the verdict, and I was kind of posting some things, and I tried to keep it to a minimum because I knew I was emotional. Um, but then I was allowed to, because I was faced with some people that didn't feel that way. Um, 
and, you know, one perspective I could see and kind of understand. But then there was this other one that I saw wasn't the same person, but it was the, the mentality that I saw over and over again as I was reading Newsbeat. And it angered me because this is a mentality that is the crabs in the bucket mentality. And it's there all the time in our community. It's there when things are wonderful, and it's there when things are horrible. And I even, you know, I didn't even comment on this person's post. I just said, wow, that was it, and I moved on because I couldn't handle it. I was too emotional. So this comment, this person ends up in my inbox because now they want to explain. But my 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 issue wasn't the comment that you made, that individual one comment. My issue was the mentality that you represent in masses. And it's that whole concept of not taking the moment and making the moment a lasting positive thing that we can take and move somewhere forward, upward better. You want to be the person that sits back and says, it doesn't matter that this happened. What about this one kid, my cousin, so-and-so, and and it's like, okay, take that passion in your community that they're feeling for Trayvon and bring that to life. And and it was a, a guy, so I know that in having this conversation that he and I had, I was the emotional part. He was the logic part, and that was part of our lost in translation conversation. However, the mentality is rampant. It's it's one of those things where why can't you see that, okay, this is a raw emotion and we're feeling it in mass numbers, so let's take that raw emotion and let's do something positive for our people. And if it can't be something we do for Trayvon, let's do it for Trey down the street and then it can carry over in our own space. And if we do that, you know, in multitudes, We've we've changed. We've made a change in our community. We've helped that next generation, you know. And so, you know, it's a mentality that we have got to have people to stand up and change um, that whole idea that we can affect our space, wherever it is that we live, wherever it is that we are um, seeing problems, right up hand and personal, you know, that don't make national news. It doesn't all make national news. So what do you do when it doesn't? I We do have a call, so I'm going to go ahead and take it. And, yeah, go ahead. Um, area code is 225. Is area code 225? Yes. Hello? Yes. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Doing well. Um, I this is Jamie, and I'm calling from Louisiana, and I've been kind of listening to everything, and I follow Shamor, and you know, just like you guys said, there was a large amount of emotion released whenever the verdict came down. Um. I have been watching the case very closely, and I was actually fortunate to get some information on the backside from a man who's actually from Florida. Um, 
And I think that there are so many aspects to this case that, that make this situation so much bigger than what society understands. The first epiphany that I feel like everybody is missing is that this brings us to the realization that we have not come as far as we keep wanting to act like. This new generation of people, I'm a, I'm a high school teacher too, and this new generation of young people, they have such a sense of entitlement. And in their mm-hmm. eyes, they think that I have to get on to my students about this all the time, especially my black male students who are athletes and think that they can do whatever they see the little white kids doing and that they're going to get away with it. But I, I, I told them several times that the minute they get hurt and they're not available for youth anymore, then you become just the next one. And I think, unfortunately, it's almost like Trayvon became the sacrificial lamb for our mm-hmm. culture to have an awakening experience. You know, and, and realize that we keep walking around like everything is all good, but now we get a list of other stories that are coming out about all these people in Florida and in other places around the country who have had these same types of experience. Just, I think it was a few weeks ago. I think the, the I think it's the man in the Senate who brought about brought about um, one of the bills and was telling them that African American men were getting convicted at much higher rates than white people when he came to the judicial system. And nobody really paid attention to that type of information. But this stuff came out. And then when we have the situation with Trayvon on the table where, you know, we know that he was targeted because of his race, you know, now everybody has the epiphany of how real it is. Um, in addition to that, I found out that George Zimmerman's father is a retired judge, and I think they said his mother worked in the court system and his uncle is a sheriff. I mean, they have all this, this trial took place in Sanford. There were so many other things about this case that seemed so suspicious to me. There are other things that he's had issues with in the past, and I also thought about it psychologically. Here you have this man who has been trying to make the cut for a while. He couldn't get with the police department. He took these MMA classes. You have these family members, this father who's a judge, a mother who works in the court system, an uncle who's a sheriff, these parents who are doing all these things to accomplish, and you don't quite make the mark. This is your chance to be a hero. Mm -hmm. You know, this is your moment. You see this black boy, you know that you can probably get away with it, you study, and he goes for it. And the problem is that in the end, he's walking away like nothing is wrong. And it, it bothers me that I see young people over and over again posting things like black people get killed every day. You're right, it does happen every day. But, number one, nobody's creating a movement that's big enough. His parents took a step forward and demanded that something be done. So they made enough noise to get the attention put where it needs to be. And, and you guys are right, that crab in a bucket mentality drives me marbles because when are we finally going to stand up for something that truthfully affects all of us and say we're not going to take this anymore instead of being mad and being jealous and hating on each other. And that's something that goes all the way back to, to the slave mentality in the first place. The objective mm. was to teach us how to be divided, and it's been accomplished. And it's exactly. destroyed us ever since. And if, you know what? Here's my problem with that. Because, see, there's not, I don't think there's enough of our people that respect our history. And, and, and let me tell you what I mean by that. Because when I bring it up, people are always saying, oh, I ain't no slave no more, and you're missing my point. You, it, it's what you come from. And that's my thing. If you had a sense of pride in what you were made of, mm-hmm. there are certain things you mm-hmm. would not take. 
my and my mm-hmm. whole thing stems from when when I'm in my alone time and I'm looking at maybe I want to bring something before a group of kids, but I got to study it first. And I'm reading right. and I'm looking at our history when we got here. They didn't have all of us from the same tribe that spoke the same language and understood mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. the same. They brought us over here however they did, and then we had mm-hmm. to figure out not one yes. language. We had to yes. figure out how to communicate just with each other. Mm-hmm. We did that. They didn't mm-hmm. have tutors. There was no Rosetta Stone. <laughs> we managed to do those things because we are an amazing group of people. Mm-hmm. Because not every culture could do that. And we had mm-hmm. to figure that out for our own survival because if mm-hmm. not, we had physical damage that was done to us if we didn't right. please whoever right. considered themselves our masters. And even in all of that, they couldn't break all our spirits because right. so many years later, here we are. Here we are, you know, and maybe not doing as well as we could, but you can't right. tell me we're not doing better. Right. And that's my thing. If we could even take some pride in the fact that that unifies us as a people that we can struggle and overcome and appreciate mm-hmm. that we did that. So that means there's mm-hmm. so much more we can do. However, we didn't do that broken apart. We had to be unified in order to get that much mm-hmm. So I'm with you. And, and, and it kills me when... When I hear kids tell me, I ain't never been no slave. Well, I understand that. You ain't never been the slave that you saw on Roots on the TV, but right. you are enslaving right now. You don't even realize Well, that. and they're, they're very uneducated, too. Every year I make it my business to interrupt my class and spend a large portion of February teaching black history. And it's amazing um, how much information they don't know. And I've worked in two different settings. I've worked in a school that's mixed as far as, you know, diversity, and I've worked in schools that are 99% black. And the issue was the same on both sides. And it upsets me more to know that these kids who go to these all-black schools and a lot of times have a majority black teaching staff and teaching experience don't know anything either. And they have no sense of self. You don't know who you are. And if you have no sense of identity, if you don't know from what things you came from, you can't have any idea of what you want to become. And they you are know lost. And they think. And can you imagine? Can you imagine if? Because you mentioned that school being ninety nine percent, including staff. Can you imagine if that staff was empowered? to bring about Mm -hmm. some kind of understanding and and show Mm -hmm. some pride in where they came from and instill that in the next coming generation Mm -hmm. so they had a sense of that. You know, and so, and that's my problem. That's my problem. It's not, we cannot always blame the kids. They don't Mm want to know. They don't care. Who's their role model? Because that's where I start to fall, who you allow to raise your generation. And when you hands off of them and you give them all this social media and all this media and they're sitting in front of this TV and this TV is raising these kids 
and it's it's kids that because all kids watch it, all kids do the social media. Right. It's not a cover right. thing. However, it is what you supplement. Okay, when okay. they get out of that hour, two hours of TV, what do you then do with them? Because that TV right. just fed them a whole lot of trash. Told them that right. your role model is a man that has a basketball in his hand and has a shoe contract because look how much money he has. And then look at his girlfriend on basketball-wise and the ring in his right. Right. And it's training them, okay? That's what you aspire to be. That's what you're aspiring mm-hmm. to be, young man. Go get a basketball. But at what point do you remove them from that TV and then you as mom mm-hmm. or dad go expose them to something else that you know for a fact will get them where you want them to see them go, you know. So we can't fault everybody else if we're not in-house doing something to offset the damage because we can't change everything right away. But those things that belong to us, we have a responsibility to. Um, I have a call. Jamie, I love your conversation, but we overtook the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, we even, we kind of made the guys. Yes, yes. yes. More before, uh, before you let the caller go, one thing I would say to those athletes that you have, um, mm-hmm. suggest that they listen to the entire song of the Star Spangled Banner. The song okay. that we listen to and that we usually hear is the first verse. But it's when mm-hmm. you get to the okay. third verse, you realize that these athletes, that they're calling you slaves and that they will take your money. And it says wow. in the song, but they only play the first verse at the game. But the whole okay. song, if you listen to the whole song, it will let you know clearly what the intention wow. is. Wow. Absolutely. And I promise you our kids don't know. I promise you our kids don't know because how many of us have gone that far. And I promise right. you our adults don't tell them. Right. Okay, Jamie, but uh, we have another caller, and I totally kicked Shakir out to the chat room. He is gone. (laughs) But uh, thanks for calling in. I share your passions, honey. Keep helping the kids. Keep helping the kids. All right. Thanks for calling in. (laughs) I ain't left no chat room. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, area code is nine zero nine. You're on the air. Uh, hello, how you doing? I'm good. Hello? How are you? Yes, we're here. Right. I was just calling in to uh, jump in on the part of why you guys talking about Trayvon and uh, yeah. the mentality that's jumping across Facebook and 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 the, the just just all the emotion that's going on. Like 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 many people, I heard the news on a Saturday night, and uh, no doubt, I thought I thought it was uh, a Facebook joke. I had to have I had to have somebody Google it and actually find out if it was real. You must be referring to the civil suit. No, I'm referring to to the, the whole case. Oh, the verdict, verdict itself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. The verdict yourself. I was like, I was in shock because I, 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 I've been through trial myself, so I know it's Monday through Friday type of thing. Exactly. So when I heard that they came to a decision on a Saturday, I was like, okay, that ain't real. Well, mm-hmm. the, yes, the, uh, the, the process, 
Yeah, that's the. Th- I think that's the thing that most people, and 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 it goes back to my, it goes back to my point that I made to Shamor a couple hours back. You've got to be, you cannot be ignorant of the process when it comes to the justice system. The justice system is not a flat across the board system. Never has been. Never will be. Each state, each state has their own process on how they do things. While you're used to what you deal with in your home state and in your home in your hometowns and cities and things of that nature, the same thing does not apply in another state. You can be living in Ohio and Ohio's laws and Michigan's laws are completely different when it comes to the actual process. In Florida, it ain't no such thing as five days a week and you get the weekends off. That's not uh-huh. how it works in Florida. However, it may work Monday through Friday in California, or it might work that way in Georgia, or it might work that way in Maryland, or whatever the case may be. It might work that way in New York. However, in Florida, it doesn't work that way. When you are sequestered, you are sequestered for the duration. You don't get to go home on the weekend with the promise that, you know, you you get to, uh, what's the word I'm saying, you, you you don't get to go home on the weekend to say, okay, I promise not to watch TV or let anything influence my decision. So that's how it works when it comes to that. So seeing a verdict on a sat on a weekend day does not surprise me. Yeah, does not surprise me that he was not found that he was found uh, not guilty either. That doesn't surprise me either. One of the first things I said. Uh, well, before when the first case first started weeks ago, whenever I said. I said, this man's going to be found uh, not guilty. People were like, yeah, right. I said, this man's going to be found not guilty. And the main reason why I said that is because this case got, <laughs> um, and I might be I might be shocked, I might be shocked for saying this, but I think this case got way too much attention. And whenever a case gets this much attention, the people always get off, no matter if they're black, white, or Mexican, if they're Chinese, Puerto Rican, or whatever. They always get off. I mean, especially especially when you get cases like, like Trayvon. No doubt. I think it was over publicized. I think that once it got to a point once it got to a point where if the whole world was paying attention to it, this man was about to be set free because it became more about a lynching and the judicial system in the United States uh tries not to favor lynching. But in this same instance, I'm gonna say this, I say that to say this: uh, that's what America was founded on lynching. So when it comes to 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 to, to cases like this, when they get overexposed, when they when they when they when they when they get so many people involved, automatically evidence gets thrown out the window because something leaks, uh, technicalities happen. And all type of things. So I'm just I'm just one of those people. I'm like this man's about to get off. Wasn't surprised. Um, everybody feels that he's guilty. You know, no doubt. I, I I feel he's guilty too. One of the things though is um, how do we how do we how do we how do we get justice now? Now that that he can't be now that he can't be charged for the same thing twice. In, when you in, say in, in the United States. That is not entirely. And here's the deal. When you say, I was just saying, when you say, how do we get justice down? You 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 said something metaphorically that means much more to me than what do we do to Zimmerman. Mm -hmm. 
when you say how do we get justice now, the problem with that is that you it assumes that we've had justice in this space of time where between Martin Luther King and what he did and what he got, you know, uh, triumphed for and and where we are today, that there was a whole bunch of justice in there. And that's not true. And that's not true because that's not true because they look at my babies every time they get to a third grade level and they struggle with English and they build more jail for them because they say since they can't read, they're going to become animals. So we're going to have to cage them up in a few years. That's not justice. Because justice would say, oh, they can't read by third grade. Let me take that federal money and pour it into that school system so those babies won't have to worry about that. So we haven't had justice just because we haven't been on the news. I, 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 you know, and again, I'm an emotional place, but <laughs> it, it hasn't been fair. It hasn't been fair in a long time. It's going to be difficult I mean, for it to be fair. It's going to be difficult for things to be fair if and when you – I'll put it this way, and I, I said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. You, if folks can agree, they can disagree. I really don't care at this point. When you – when you when you do not participate in the system, you do not participate in the process. Why do you? I mean, how do you expect to be judged by a jury of your peers if your peers are constantly finding excuses not not to, be to there? go to jury duty? <laughs> exactly, I agree with that one one hundred percent. When you have people, when you have people who do not want to be a part of the process, don't complain. When you say that there's no one there to see about justice for us, it's impossible to do that. When you got one person who wants to skip trial, and I mean that by us, we try to find a way. We're either sick or we have really extenuating circumstances that has to preclude us from avoiding from 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 serving on juries and things of that nature. You know, I've had people who. Well, you, you get to a point where people will lie to not be on juries. Meanwhile, you got people who will lie to get on juries. Case right. in and point, yeah. juror, juror B37, I promise you she lied when she said she did not have anyone who was involved in law or law enforcement. That's the only way she was able to get on that jury. That is right. the one, that there, there, are certain, there are certain questions that will preclude you from being on a jury. And those questions... Go ahead. I, I I got a question. I got a question. In the Zimmerman case, I see. I've read. I've read uh, a few things where where they said Zimmerman only had six juries. Period. Why was that? Is that true? Is that false? Again, again, what, what, this. Is, yeah, there were only again, six jurors. One, there were only six jurors in the state of Florida. You can be you can be tried by six or tried six. by twelve. It just depends right. on the jurisdiction of the trial. Wow! <laughs> again, mm-hmm. okay. again, everyone, everyone has, and, and it's, it's, it's no disrespect to anyone that's listening, but there are people who have this law and order mentality when it comes to the jury, <laughs> when it comes to the criminal justice system. <laughs> they do not understand what really goes on. Law and order does a very good job of trying to make it look like everything is as real as it could possibly be. They have people who they consult. They have people who they who advise on the show things of that nature and all that other good stuff. At the end of the day, it's still fiction. 
uh, and, and, and people take that fiction, think that it's applied to real life, and then want to be disappointed when things don't go the way that they thought that it would if it was on law and order. <laughs> or the way and that, that it did when it was my cousin Ray Ray, and they didn't and do that, that to him, that so. Is, and, that is still, and that is still my issue. However, it still boils down to the same point, political process, criminal justice process, justice system process, you got to be involved. You have to be able to understand and be able to communicate to another person how this system works. You have to be able to learn to read for a damn change and understand that what happens in California and what happens in New York are going to happen in two different ways with two different outcomes. And the reason right. why is because the penal system in New York and the penal system in California are two different codes altogether. It is impossible. It is. It, I mean, when I mean, it's a, there's a reason why lawyers have paralegals and they have research assistants because there's no way for one person to be able to research case law and research penal code to get the proper charges available at the time. That's why I am irritated with the prosecution because you're supposed to be learned in terms of criminal law. You're supposed to have people who research this stuff for you. And with the case laws, with the case with the case files that they have, there's no way that they're going to be able to research every single case and get every single charge right unless they have a dedicated team that can deal with finding the proper charge, finding the proper charge for the case, and keep it moving at this point.
and then you can't go and pass these tests. You can't. You haven't been able to be as successful in those uh, in the standards of your family. Um, part of what the family represents, and I feel like the dad had to, or the family had to, always kind of. Well, what are we gonna do with him? How are we gonna take care of him? And and so he did these things, these behaviors, because. This is not his first time getting into some trouble. So, I mean, Dad's always had to be in that corner. So when this happened, I mean, it, it was almost one of the, in my mind, it was almost one of those things that, okay, Dad, what do we do now? Because he wasn't he wasn't ever expecting to be um, in any kind of, that's where he was going to be in jail. He, I, I just don't see, I didn't see that in him. And that tells a lot of the story. That tells a lot of the story. How do you feel like you're not going to be in any kind of, any kind of trouble, you know, for that, for what happened? Because that's always been there to fix it. Yeah. That's yeah. always been there to fix it because that's a judge and I'm in. But, Carla, I have another call that I need to take. Nope. Appreciate you nope, calling me. in and sharing your thoughts. Thank you for having me on the show. No right. problem, man. We, yes, sir. We appreciate it. All right. The um, next call is area code 201. What's up? What's good, boy? My school there you go, calling from numbers, different numbers, so I can't, so I'll let you in, I guess. <laughs> hey, man, you know. Hi, Jay, how are you? Sprint, yeah, it's, it's all right. It's, I'm, I'm good, I'm good, you know, but Sprint, Sprint, you know, you know, I'm like at a time where I just want to curse Sprint out, you know, but, <laughs> you know, everything is all good, though, but uh, what's cool with that? <laughs> This is All the right. Usual, baby. It, this oh, is the yeah. Usual. Yeah, leave it to him to bring bring us the laughter. What do you want? <laughs> um, you know, I just wanted to talk about the street team, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, okay, get involved, you know. Street team? You know, can we add one more person into this combo with me? What you got, you What? Can we add one more person into this combo with me? How, what, who, what? You know, Amaj, man, I know you're in the chat room, but, you know, Max won't really. Amaj is in the chat room. She can't, she can't you know, come out of the chat room. She can't come out of the chat room with me right quick. <laughs> she holding it down. You, know, you don't get no help, no love. You know, because, Amaj, you know, stay in the chat room. <laughs> and Amaj, like, really? Who team are you on? Really? Like, why do I see your hand up? Really, for real? Okay, Amaj. Okay. Punishment. It's punishment today. Oh boy! But um, this is right now. The whole yeah, thing. Yeah, right. You already pressed the button. You you press the button. Okay. So, so you do. So now, so what? Now he yo he your boss or something? No. <laughs> no. Okay. But you know, but you know, but you know, on the real, you know, for his show. Exactly. Okay, I'm gonna let him go know. ahead and say what he needs to say because we need to keep it moving. What do you want? You know, all of us got together well. Shamor didn't. And I couldn't get in touch with Shakira, so you know we gotta we gotta keep it going. And um, say you know all of us are looking 
basically for more family in the wine bar. So, so we decided to launch this whole street team to bring more wine down people in, you know. So, you know, if you want to be a part of the wine down family, man, you already know what to do. Hit up some more, you know, because she enjoys doing applications. So, you know, email her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, email her. Wow. She's going to hook you up, you know. If she denies you, you know, I don't have no say in that, you know. But, hey, you tried. You tried, you know. That's all oh, I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> um, also, we got, you know, we got getting involved with, you know, all of us are getting involved. Uh, is this a, this is a, another aspect that you're rolling out? Getting involved is. I'm trying to make sure he was still on. I don't know if he's still there. Oh wait, we lost him. I know he's like um. It's almost like a mentoring concept. Okay. Yeah, he got he dropped off. Um, but okay. getting involved is like a mentoring concept where it's it's virtual, so it's, it's online. Yeah, it's right now. Uh, I think it's Facebook based, where you know uh-huh. kids can come home and post questions on on there about their homework, and a mentor, some adult who's responsible can respond and try to help, you know, the kids have another outlet for reasons to use the social media to move us in a more positive direction. So I know that he's getting that started. Um, I think he even has the page already set up. So getting the word out about it is one of the things that he's into right now. Um, yeah, I definitely got the page about getting... Go ahead. What do you say? Go ahead and talk about getting involved. Uh, getting involved is, is just making sure, you know, things like uh, violence and drug abuse and all of that stuff doesn't happen in a community where, you know what I'm saying, we got to say, oh, you know, I want to raise my kids here, but, you know, I'm I'm scared of the violence or anything like that. So, you know, get more involved with the community, man. Make sure things like Trayvon Martin don't happen again. You know, we can't prevent it, you know, but we can try to. So that's what getting involved is. Uh, okay, so you heard the RJ version. Day. You heard the RJ version, and you see it didn't match up with nothing I said because he don't match up with nothing nobody said. But <laughs> that's another element of it. We also have the yeah. virtual um, help center for you know each youth, and so it's a multi-purpose. We can help the kids. We can help the parents. And I think it's um, a good way for us to have a voice um, that is considerate of what it is that we're trying to do in moving our communities to be more of a family-oriented community. Yeah. Okay. Um, Oh, last but not least. You have one more thing. Go ahead. Yeah, one more thing, yeah. All of the artists, all of the poets, even if you just spoken word, you know what I'm saying? Hit me up, you know what I'm saying? We doing this whole even if you just spoken word. Yeah. Spoken word word people don't like being called just spoken word. Okay, go ahead. You know, because, you know, I can't vibe to that. But, you know, I support everybody. Just to put that out, I support everybody. But um, 
you ready? You want to? You want to be? You want to? You know, make an impact on Trayvon's family. You know what I'm saying? And our dedication to that. You know what I'm saying? I have two mixtapes dropping, uh, and both of them has to do with dedication to Trayvon Martin. Um, one of those is going to be uh, "We Are Trayvon Martin," the tribute, and all of those are for poets and uh, spoken word and all of that stuff. Where you just want to, you know, uh, dedicate, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's basically a dedication track. If you want to do a dedication track or a poet, you know what I'm saying, for Trayvon Martin family. Um, and we have singles on I Am Trayvon Martin Now. We have one with uh, Plies, We Are Trayvon Martin. Uh, that joint is out. That's going to be on the mixtape. Uh, we have two other singles. That's dedication, Trayvon Martin on the mixtape. So, you want to be on the mixtape? It's free slots. The mixtape is going to be crazy. It's got a whole lot of artists on it. So, you want to be down? Hit me up. We're gonna do this dedication, and hopefully, we try to get this whole support system over the top. So, you know, you want to be on the mixtape? Holla at me or holla at you more. You know, that mixtape, one of those mixtapes. It's actually hosted by the Wine Down Show, so y'all make sure y'all support that. The Wine Down Show. You already know. Okay. <clears throat> are you are you done? Yeah, you know what? You know, I I am done. But you know, if you want to introduce that really little nicely. fire track and let I, everybody hear it, you know. I asked really nicely, homeboy. I got this. <laughs> I got this, homeboy. Okay, I got it. All right, um, all right. Hey, thank you. Is that it? All right. And then I just want you to check something out, too. All right, I want you to check something out because I'm about to hang up on you. I'm about to hang up. But, look, you did see that Iman's ain't crazy. She didn't say nothing while you was on the phone. (laughs) You know, and you know what? 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 Let me show you why. Let me show you why. This why, this why. All right, so Art is gone. Um, wow. Yeah, he he's gone. I have got to get out the doghouse. I have got to get out the doghouse because somebody is tearing me up in the chat room because they've been on hold too long. So. Area code is three two zero. You're on the air. Yeah, I'm here. I'm <laughs> here. <laughs> we love you, Val. I love Darling. you too, but I'm too old for this. <laughs> I might pass out or pass on to Glory waiting on this damn phone to be answered, woman. <laughs> What do you feel? Oh my God! <laughs> and every time I say, "Let me hurry up and answer the phone," she in the chat room going, "Why she always put that on me?" <laughs> every time I have to wait, she just she chop me up when she get on here. I'm sorry. Be he talks too long. Anyhow, you know what? This 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 case was ridiculous from the beginning. It truly mm-hmm. was. That man knew what he was going to do that night 
That could have been anybody. It could have been Trayvon, my kid, anybody. He knew what he was going to do that night. He knew from the beginning he could get off. It was a farce, and it was bullshit. Yeah. And that's all I got to say on that. Now, my people, what are we prepared and ready to do? Is this enough of a wake-up call? Mm. Emmett Till, was it? Hello. Okay. There's another one Shakira just put up a little while ago. This kid is sitting in the car, ain't fucking with nobody. And this white man goes and and kills him? Bullshit. Mm -hmm. Enough is enough. I took my kids out of Chicago because, you know, it it, it was too much. All right? I um... still got family there. But we got to stand up as a people and be prepared to face all this shit. It's time we took our neighborhoods back. It's time we taught our kids what not to That that same conversation I had with that young man that night who who inboxed me, and, you know, his whole point was, you know, y'all focused on Trayvon Martin. What about your own areas? I got this cousin, you know. and, And, of course, my initial reaction is, what are you doing? But one of the things that he was saying was, I reached out to all the leaders. I reached out to the NAACP. I, I reached out to Sharpton myself. I wrote letters to uh, Jesse Jackson. And my thing is, you're a leader. You did all of that, then you're a leader. Now what you going to turn around and do in your community? Why do we always have to go to the very, very top? Do you not have any people that you can reach out to in your local community, a pastor, maybe a a, a great teacher that maybe could help you rally like-minded people. Maybe there is some pro bono new lawyer in your community that's on the uprise looking for a case to handle for, you know, your cousin down the street. You know, what are you doing locally in your own resources? Why do the leaders have to have a TV show or have a name or have some credential that says listen to them? Why can't a leader be that person that's always there, always active, right next door? And that's my thing. We're waiting for somebody to save us. We got to save our damn selves. And, and that's the thing. We have people, we ha- we have done better. I don't ever want to say, oh, we in the same place. That's the problem. If they keep our mentality in the same place that we were when we were slaves, we won't ever use our resources. We have moved up. We do have people in places that can be well-connected and connect us to other people that can help us and create a network if we go ahead and use that same common thread and stitch ourselves together, but we're not doing that. That's the problem. That's how you take your community back. You don't go to somebody else and plead to them to come and get your community together and put it all neat together and then walk away and say, now you can have it. You have to do that yourself. And you then they're done that in a local it. place. If your people in your neighborhood don't want to stand behind you, and you're doing all the, you can, plus you're getting death threats from your family, what are you supposed to do then? Are you supposed to stand there and kill you and your children? No, because that if they don't stand like behind there like-minded. are no like-minded where I came from at that time, baby. But, I, you know, 
I do what I do in my neighborhood, okay? That's all I can do. I ain't trying to get on TV. I ain't trying to get on the news. I don't care about all that. I don't even care who president right now. I want some change done where I'm at. And even though I live in a small town right now, by choice, because I got tired of my people, by choice. I can still so, make a so, chance. I can still make so a chance. So what do we do? So what do we do when nobody on the block wants to participate? I mean, that's a valid question. Exactly. Can you have any suggestions? Yeah. I've got you know, no I mean, but this is, this is a dialogue. This is the dialogue we need to have. Look, there's, 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 no way in, there's no way in hell I can come up with a possible answer. Um, what, I, what I do understand is... Uh, there, there's one telltale sign, honestly, uh, and I've noticed it just basically here in my own hometown. Um, once the Boys and Girls Club started to sh- shut down, slowly but surely, hmm. um, is when a lot of the issues began to rise to the surface on, on a furious level. Um, they keep, you know, they keep saying that, you know, a lot of the quote-unquote uh, ghetto and dilapidated neighborhoods and things of that nature um, that, that people have gotten to the point where they they have nothing left that they can do. I'm like, you, you've got you've to understand the source. When you had neighbors that were willing to take care of, of the neighborhood kids and neighbors weren't jawing at each other, you know, and all that other good stuff and whatnot. I take my, I take my grandparents' neighborhood in particular where if you did something wrong and a neighbor saw it, they jacked you up. Then they took you mm-hmm. to your house and told your parents what they did to you so hands. they could jack you up. I remember that, Monday. That aspect is gone because mm-hmm. neighbors, because neighbors, if a neighbor does that now and then what ends up happening is he does that, the neighbor does that, and then the child runs home and tells mama, and then mama's in defense mode and is ready to go take care of the neighbor instead of going and and siding with the neighbor because your child might actually be wrong for a change. Um, mm-hmm. There was a picture, there was a caricature I remember from decades ago uh, that summed up the, the that summed up the education system in this country um, when it came to public education. There was the the picture the picture the caricature on one end I think the the timestamp was like 1980 or something like that the time the the caricature was the child was sitting in the chair the teacher and the principal um and the parent were all on the other side explaining to the child what they did wrong fast forward to today and now you have the Teacher on the side, on the uh, on the on the back on the back end of the desk, and you've got the principal, the parent, and the child telling the teacher what to do, mm-hmm. and explaining to the teacher what they are doing wrong. Mm-hmm. And then but you wonder why people when you see that when you see that we're promoting that mentality. Yes, but the reason you know, why we're promoting are... that mentality is because we have we have people who are in we have a litigious society, unfortunately, 
that has gone and and, and really kind of made pussies of, of us all for all intents and purposes. They mm-hmm. they made cowards of us all because the minute I like that how, you try. I like how you say words you're not supposed to say, and then you say for all intents and purposes. <laughs> I like that what erases it. Is. it. <laughs> But whatever, sorry, it still it still it still makes it still puts fear in the heart of those that are on the front line. Meanwhile, the ones that are not Some on the those. front line are no longer Some of those. that are no longer. Well, see, that's the thing. The ones that do still try to have somewhat of a backbone get snapped in two. No, I've seen uh-uh. it in my own. I've no, seen it no, in my because, own school system. I, and I and I hear you. Some of them do. Some of them do. And then you have those that say, you know what, before I let you break me down to that, I'll walk away from here. And that's how we lose some of our best. Hey, the hell, man, that's what I did. I got fed up and tired. And when they threatened my kids, I was done. And and that's that's the gist of it, quite literally. Okay, we have a caller that is in hiding, I guess. Well, I'm going to let you go. Y'all go ahead off this show, all right? Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Mm -hmm. I love when Belle calls in, especially when she cusses me out in the chat room first. Um, I have a caller. I don't know your area code, so we're just going to start saying hello until you talk. (laughs) All right. Um, Caller, you are on the air. Hello. Yes, ma'am. This is me again. I fell off, so I figured I'd get back Man, in the and then see how, oh, there see you how go. he calls us. And he comes in all <sighs> ninja, stealth, under the radar. <laughs> use, your real, use your real name. <laughs> That's funny. Agent Wino, that's my name. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Let's Good call lady. you Nasty Bastard. How about that? Let's call you Nasty Bastard. Yeah, I, oh, wow. I ain't never yeah, I read that. I yeah, read that. Yeah. No, that's his wow. name. That's his that's his alias. That's wow. another show though. That yeah, that's I mean, another show. Yeah, this is not the appropriate time, no place. No, this is not the time. Up. No, this is not the time. But I'm just saying, y'all can call him that if you want to. He'll answer. I, I, I definitely may. Possibly. On Tuesday. All right. So I um put out um a post today. Because I did want to get all that out. I wanted us to vent. I wanted to offer a platform for us to be on the same page and and share those things, offer different perspectives. Because Val caught me in one of my emotional moments. It was probably Saturday night or I was watching, you know, it was really close to when the verdict had come down, and I was really in my emotions. And Val came on a post and said some things, and I was, seeing life one way, but I'm never that person. I'm a processor. So overnight I thought about what she was saying, and the next day I thought about what she was saying. I started to see the validity in her angle. So it worked for me. Dialogue is good, even if you don't necessarily agree. Dialogue, opening the the narrow-mindedness and trying to, put something else there that maybe your life hasn't afforded you to see or experience, it's always good. It's always a healing process. So now I want to take the last part of our show to kind of look forward and see what is it that 
where do we go from here? Where can we start? Because we can't just wake up tomorrow and say, oh, it's rainbows and miracles and everything is good. That's not how life happens. Um, if that were the case, Trayvon would still be here. It doesn't work that way. But there are small things we can do. There, We can start to try to see, okay, this is a tragic thing, but what positive came from it? What positive can we pull out of this so that we have to have hope? If we don't have hope, there's no purpose in moving forward. If we're moving forward just waiting to die, then, you know, what benefit are we to those coming behind us that are looking up to us? So I asked the question, um, you know, give me something positive that came out of this. You know, just... All right, let me say this to you. Yeah. Um, I was hearing earlier when you were saying how um, we're doing better and, and, and from when civil rights days. Let me say to you that black people have a history before slavery, okay? Mm-hmm. We were, there were dynasties and kingdoms and, and empires that that mm-hmm. that ruled and expanded throughout the world. And when we start talking about um, back in slavery days and use that as a, a zero date, we have to realize that we're shortchanging ourselves and we're letting mm-hmm. somebody else's rules dictate the game. When the rules of the game is history, is history. And if we start telling that to our kids, it's step one, that, that no, 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 realize that you have to do more. The reason you have to do more is because you're expected to do more. The reason you're expected to do more because this is your lineage. And your lineage took a bump in a road for these four, 500 years. But these twenty, thirty thousand years before that trumped these four thousand, these four hundred years. So I mm-hmm. mean, even when we just talking, just just in conversation, I feel personally we we look at slavery as the beginning, and slavery is far from the beginning. You know what I mean? So I mean, if we go back to Shanghai and Mali and and Ghana, and you look at Egypt and you look at Ethiopia and all these dynasties that they had, it was bananas. And I mean, maybe and, and it's because I'm, I'm reading you. those books right now, so maybe that's why it's in my head. And I and I definitely agree with you um, that there is a part before we talk about slavery. I definitely agree with you. And again, it's all in the purpose of your discussion. And I definitely agree because one of the things that I always like to do when I am having this discussion with kids is I always like to tell them where they took us from. We didn't voluntarily come, but where they took us from and what it was that they took us from and why it was so difficult. But I I still never want, because, you know, you described it as a bump in the road, and I still don't see that as it. It was a horrible way for us to arrive here. But once we got here, how much of an asset we were to here. Because without us here, they wouldn't have been able to do the things that they did in order to make this the United States of America. So I do do suggest that we embrace what we came from, our dynasties, definitely. And I always let my, you know, my group of kids know that that's where we came from. We were greatness then. And this is not a bump in the road. It was a way for us to get back to where we were over there. We had to come over here. We made our dynasty over here, and they got to take, you know, from it. However, once we got here, we were still great people. 
you know, and in order to continue what we were made of, that we were made from those dynasties, we brought all of that character with us, and that's how we learned their language and languages of other tribes that we didn't communicate with and found some way to be unified and move forward, you know. But I don't like, I know it wasn't the greatest of times, but it was so much more than just a bump in the road. So I get what you're saying. I definitely do. Because it is, we came from greatness. However, that's great what we overcame as well. But what do we do now? And that I kind of think that's where everybody's kind of is right now because we're not fighting to be able to walk through the front door or sit at the counter with other people. That's already been done, and I think that's the problem. I think at this point people don't know what necessarily we are fighting against because I have a job, and I do sit next to a white man in my office, and we do use the same bathroom. I think that's part of the problem. What are we attacking now? So right. what do we do to move to whatever this next level of greatness and accomplishment that we need to do? Because I don't know how to identify it. Because, you know, and when you look at our kids that, that are coming up, they don't see the problem. Because we have decided that much of our equal rights is to have to be able to have the materialistic things that, white people can get. And I, I hate to say it that way, but that's what I see in my surrounding environment. If I can drive the same car no matter how many jobs I have to work to keep it, then I'm equivalent to him. Maybe and that's what it is. And and I mean it's it's not oversimplifying it, but it's about getting your home in order, about getting your house in order. And Yeah, and I mean if I and if I hear another kid that validates their status by saying what objects they have. You know, it, it, it gets underneath my skin when I hear kids, you know, in the grade level I deal with, um, you know, they still, you know, do the dozen thing. And and you're talking, and I'm like, what, are, what is he saying about you? What could he possibly be saying about you? Because, and it, you're talking about my, my uniform. But it's a uniform school. We all have on the same thing. Yeah, but my brand name is not the same as his. For real, we're wasting time. Both of your pants are the same color, same style pants. But because yours has a label on it, they're better than his, that's where our kids are. Right. But, but everything is not, that's not that? an innate behavior. That's not an innate behavior. They can't just come to the world and say, this time I'm going to be. That's a learned behavior. Somebody had to teach me that that brand name meant something. And if I didn't have oh. five pair of those for every day of the week, I can't go to school because the kids are going to laugh at me. You know what I'm saying? That that kind of stuff is learned, and somebody's putting that inside of their head. And the adult that's putting that in that kid's head has decided that that's important for some reason, and that's where we're doing damage. But what do you say to that kid that when you hear that? Well, you don't really want to know what I say in my class. No, I absolutely want to know. Because <laughs> my kids will tell you in a minute. They will stop a new kid and say, oh, I'm sorry, you can't do that in here. We don't, we don't do that. There's a different culture in my room. Because I have to get you past that. So I have a breakdown um, six weeks where I have to break them all down because I have to make them understand that in here it's about business. 
I don't have time for you to be worried about what name brand label or somebody's shoes. We don't have time to talk about that. And I have to put that in there so that when they walk in my space, please be about the business. And they'll tell you in a minute, certain words you can't say around me. And I, I have, you know, and I and I am proud of it. I have the respect of the worst kids in the building. The kids with the most referrals will ask, "Can I go talk to her before before I go to the office? I just need to talk to her." Because I have to put it in into their head, you know. And I don't coddle kids. I'm not gonna say, "Oh, well, it's okay." No, I'm gonna let you know that's wrong. This is why you're in trouble. And what do you think you should have to do? Because you have to pay the consequence. Because if it was the real world, catch where you be, you know. And I don't coddle them. And I, and the administrators will bring them to me because they're like, "Yeah, go send them." Why? Because she's gonna be real. She's gonna tell them what she needs to tell them. Because these kids need to hear it. And they, they hunger for it. They hunger for it. That's Absolutely. why we need mentors. That's why we need mentors that are for real, not wasting time, not bringing cookies. These kids can go buy cookies. The kids I deal with, they can buy you cookies. I need somebody to tell me for real how the real world is. Because when you guys are done sugarcoating for five days and I walk out of here and I'm walking down the street on Saturday with my friends and that cop pulls us, pulls over and tells us we're, we got to get in the back of the car because we're walking down the street on the wrong side. We're not facing traffic. Eighth graders, really? But that's my Saturday. That's the rule. But so and so was up. That, that's what they. That's what happens on their Saturday. But they just went through a whole week of school, and they worried about me tucking in my shirt. See, that's the kind of connections these kids are missing. You worry about me tugging in my shirt, but on Saturday when I can wear anything I want to, I can't walk down the street on the side closest to my home because it's the wrong side and you tell me get in the back of the squad car so you can take me in and then call my parents. See, that's the kind of stuff. These kids don't want to deal with that. But but if you're not real, you'll understand. They won't tell you that. But they come back on Monday looking for me because what can we do about that? Because that was wrong, miss. That's the kind of stuff. They're missing somebody there. Because why didn't you, who didn't talk to you that weekend when it happened? What? Why is it okay in your community for it to happen? No yeah, one has gone to the to the police department and, and said, look, you don't have to stop harassing our kids. I mean, it has to, somebody has to be there for them. A sounding board, an adult who has the, at least that much right. To speak, but that's what they're hunger. They're hungering for that. So I definitely understand. Um, but I wanted to end on a positive note. So shut up, Brian. I was trying to tell you some of the great things that people said. All right, so I'm going to shout the names out. Their comments are on my page. Um, Angela Wilson and uh, Val said some positive stuff on my page. Uh, Alicia Jackson, Cleo Stenyard, Kendra Smith, Poetess Honey Bun. Their comments are on my page, and they're pretty positive in where we can go forward with um, the things that happen um, with the case. And some of them are kind of talking about the ability for us to use this as a unifying moment to move forward and look into 
other things that are happening um, in in our different communities. Um, some of us talked about, um, you know, just the start. It's the starting of the dialogue. It's making people aware of nothing else. Um, somebody mentioned, and we didn't talk about her, but the Rachel Dentel and how Tom Joyner offered her um, help finishing high school and college education as important because she was very uncomfortable um, in the spotlight of that um, trial and even some of the things that she, or some of the ways that she expressed her thoughts. Um, One, um, Cleo was talking about just what Shakira has been talking about all evening, how he had to sit and watch and yell at the TV, but then he had to realize that he wasn't standing in the courtroom representing, you know, his own blood, his own future, and that's a problem. He didn't have the credentials to go in there and represent and be connected and know and have that passion because this is my people. And so it's very much what um, Shakir was saying, you know, us being aware and knowledgeable and being being able to assist ourselves. Um, so please stop by my page and kind of read some of that because I definitely want us to end the show knowing that there are some things that we could possibly do to um, change our environment and um, <laughs> change starts with one act that you do differently than you did it the day before. That's the beginning of change. And hopefully it becomes a habit. Um, and, you know, our communities are screaming for it. And it was a wake-up call. It's so unfortunate that it came from a loss of life for a young person. But there are Trayvon Martins all across America. And there are various judicial systems all across America that are not exactly the same and they affect our kids in different ways. But what is what are you doing differently? Starting in your home, starting with your own, and how is that feeding out into your immediate community that turns into our global or our cultural community? How is that affecting change? Um, it's something to continue to discuss. It's something to be um, addressed on a more personal uh, level as far as, I keep saying like-minded, but that's really important because you can get one or two people, maybe not on the same street, but you can find in your community some people that share your common passion. Um, even if you have to start it virtually uh, on, on our social media, but we have got to try something. And it can't just simply die because there's no more news coverage. Um, Shakira, I'm going to give you a few minutes to say some last things before we end our show. Um, my final word pretty much is uh, represent. You need to represent and be present for all that 
sense. I mean, you, you got no choice in the matter here to 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 come up with every excuse in the book to not be a part of the process is one more reason why we won't be able to help our own. That's that's pretty much my own. I, I don't have anything else more to say than that. Um, be be a part of the political process. Be a lot. Be a part mm-hmm. of the justice system process. Be a part of the criminal justice process. You have to be aware. You have to be knowledgeable. There's to to be ignorant of the law is not an excuse for not knowing the law. Mm-hmm. It's just not possible. You can't. You can't. You can't say. You can't go into a courtroom and say, "Well, I really didn't know that." Doesn't mean you're not going to get convicted anyway. Mm-hmm. All so, right, Ron. Oh. I'm sorry, um, I cut you off. I'm, no, 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 hold on. I'm, I'm sorry, good. I care where you... Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. All right, Ron, you have like a minute. Cause... I mean, it's, it's basic. It's real basic. I mean, there's different things different ages could do. Kids, what I want you to do, I want you to read. I want you to read, and I want you to read some more. Um, For you talking about adults, what I want you to do is I want you to become financially solvent. I want to get your finances together because once you get your finances together, then you're going to start thinking in a little bit of a different way. You're not going to do the reckless things. You're not going to do the things that are going to hurt you as much that you're doing because you don't have your finances together. Then those who are a little older, what I need you to do is I need you to reach down to those and, and, and spread some of that knowledge that you have. I mean, everybody's doing something different, but everybody's doing something. Everybody don't need to do a job, but everybody got work to do. I agree. Dang, I said that like it's the second time I've said that to you. Wow. All right, Ron. Yeah, write that down because that probably won't happen again. No, no. What? What was that? Oh, nothing. All right, I'm sorry. Um, but we're definitely open to having you know more conversation. You can hit our inboxes. You can. Email us if you're just mad, pissed off, angry about something, just need uh, some advice. I mean, we got Shakira on staff over here. He's got the whole um, legal library in his pocket. I mean, just let us be one of your sources to help. If we don't know, at least send you somewhere that you feel comfortable getting something from. But the only way we can move past pain is to move into acceptance. And in order to accept where we are, the only way we can accept where we are is to be able to accept where we can be. And if you don't have any hope, then you can't accept where you are because it hurts too much. So this is where we are. However, this is not where we have to stay. So, And we um, end the show tonight. I was given exclusive track, uh, the applies track, from RJ, um, the, tri- the tribute to Trayvon. So I'm going to end the night, take a listen, and don't forget to reach out. Let's become that community that, that we always talk about. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Guys, we'll talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. All right. Good night. Hey, Trayvon. Hey, Trayvon, I know you up in heaven right now walking on gold, little bruh. 
And I know you so proud, man, how strong your family is, homie. I just want to tell you something, little bro. You'll forever live on. Live on. Forever live on. Live on. You'll forever live on. Live on. Forever live on. Live on. You'll 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 forever live on. I never thought wearing no hood, no hoodie, could cost you your life. And I never thought you can just kill somebody and get out the same night. Forever live on. Live on. You'll 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 forever live